This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Thank you so much, Reb Zaki, for hosting tonight's Mava Malka. Shus Chasav Rabbonim, Rav Agon of Halberstadt Shlita. Tonight, Matzai Shabbos, there's an Indian to speak about Eliyahu Anovi. You know, the Ramah brings that the reason we speak about Eliyahu Matzah Shabbos is because Eliyahu doesn't come Friday. He can't come Shabbos. The first opportunity to come is Matzai Shabbos. So therefore we like to mention Eliyahu Anovi. The more you mention Eliyahu Anovi, the Matzai Shabbos, Sachor Latoiv, the better off you are. Different minhagim are brought how many times to mention Eliyahu? Three times, ten times, thirty times. Arizal says you should mention Eliyahu Anovi. 130 times, Matzai Shabbos. So, we already mentioned him a few times. We'll see if we could get it in a few more. But Eliyahu, of course, is Mavasar the Geula. And he's Mavasar that Mashiach is coming. There's a, quite an amazing Gemara, Masech the Rosh Hashanah. The Gemara talks about the exile of the Sanhedrin. And the Gemara says the Sanhedrin made 10 exiles, Keneged the Shechina. And the Gemara records the stops of the, the Sanhedrin. The Gemara says they went from the Lishkas Hagozis to a store, to Yerushalayim, to Yavne, to Usha, back to Yavne, to Sharafram, to the Beisha'orim, to Tzipoiri. And the final stop, the last stop of the Sanhedrin, which is Keneged the Shechina, is Tiberia. Last stop, Tiberia. The last step the Sanhedrin was ever exiled to is Tiberia. And the Gemara says an amazing prediction. In other words, if you wanted to know, where will Mashiach reveal himself from? You know, in which city? Where will Mashiach? It will be in Edgeware, Hendon, Goldersgreen, Cedarhurst. I say if it's in America, it's Cedarhurst. Because Cedarhurst is the closest Jewish community to JFK. So you go to JFK, you go to Cedarhurst, right onto the plain to Eretz Yisrael. But actually the Gemara says, Mashiach will not even reveal itself in Yerushalayim. Mashiach will reveal itself in the city of Tiberia. Hafla Vafela. What's Mashiach doing? Revealing itself in the city of Tiberia. Bechlau, the Chida, in his commentary to the Zayar, asks that if you look in the Zayar HaKadosh and Shemais, the Zayar HaKadosh says, that where will Mashiach reveal itself? In the Galilee, in the north of Eretz Yisrael. So it's a stira. Because the Gemara says Mashiach will reveal itself in Tiberia, and the Zayar says it will be in the Galilee. Says the Chida, the Zayar is just giving you general regional information. It will be in the north. But the Gemara is saying, in which city in the north? In Tiberia. So it's not a stira, they're both consistent. But again, why in the city of Tiberia? There's a Sefer, an incredible Sefer, one of the early Kadmoinim of the Mekubalim. The name of the Sefer is Emes Liakov, Rabbi Yaakov Shaltiel Nunyo. And he has a very interesting question. He wants to know why the great Tana Rabbi Meir is buried in the city of Tiberia. Why is Rabbi Meir buried in Tiberia? Now, that's an interesting question, especially if you like to go to Kavarim. That opens up a whole gold mine. You could start asking, you know, why is the Baal Shem of London buried in London? Why is the... Uh, why is the Telza Rosh Hashiva buried in London? You could start a lot of new drushas you could come up with, darshaning, who's buried where. And there are such svarim. For example, of Moshe Wolfson, and he has a sefer, Tzioin Ve'areha. He discusses why 
Yishai is buried in Hebron, and why Rus is buried in Hebron, it opens up new territory. But he wants to know why is the great Tana Rabbi Meir buried in Tiveria? <clears throat> There's a Yushalmi. The Yushalmi tells us that Rabbi Meir passed away in Asya, in Asia. And he sent word to Eretz Yisrael, and he said, Hey, Eretz Yisrael, you should know, Mashiach Didchoin, your Mashiach, is dying in Asia. And the Yushami goes on to say that they put Rabbi Meir's body into the sea, and it miraculously ended up in Eretz Yisrael. But Rabbi Meir says something very interesting about himself. Rabbi Meir says that I am Mashiach Didchoin. I am Mashiach. That's quite odd. Because while Rameir could be many things, one thing Rameir cannot be is, Rameir cannot be Mashiach. As we know, for, in order to be Mashiach, you have to come from the Malchus Beis David. You have to come from Shevet Yehuda. And Rav Meir not only didn't come from the Malchus Beis David, he didn't come from Shevet Yehuda, Rav Meir's Elta Zeda was Esav HaRasha. As we know that when the Romans came to destroy the Beis HaMikdash, the first general they sent to destroy the Beis HaMikdash was Nero Kezar. And Nero Kezar came headed toward Yushalayim, and he shot his arrow to the east, it went to Yushalayim. He shot his arrow to the west, went to Yushalayim. To the north, to the south, and then he asked the kid to tell, he said, no, tell me a pasuk. And the kid said that God is going to allow you to destroy Yushalayim, then he's going to wipe his hands with you, he's going to destroy you. So Nero Kezar got very nervous. So the Gemara says a few words about Nero Kezar. Gemara says, Arak, he fled. Azal, he left. Va'agayer, he converted. V'nafak minei Rameir, and Rameir came from him. So we see Rameir is very chash ve'yichos. Rameir is an enikol of, ya- of Yitzchak Avinu, but not Yaakov Avinu. Rameir is an enikol of Esav. In fact, I once saw that Barbanel says, Amar Rabbi Meir, why did Oivadya prophesy about the downfall of Edoim? Remember that Gemara in Sanhedrin? Why did Oivadya? Because minei ube'a abba nezel be'inarga. From the forest itself comes the handle for the axe. You know that line? Hopefully not. You're not supposed to. Okay. So there's once a singer who used that line. From the forest itself came the handle for the axe. Basically, from Edoim itself came the one who prophesied about the downfall of Edoim. So Rabbi Nel says, Why is it Amar Reb Meir? that why did Oivadya prophesy about the downfall of Edom? Because this is Rameir's personal heritage. He is an Edomite. He's an Edomite. And therefore, he knew about this uh, prophecy of Oivadya. So the bottom line is that Rameir came from Edom. How could he be the Mashiach? How could Rameir be the Mashiach? So I want to talk about my favorite Gemara. Masechta Avodizara, Daf Yerchesem and Aleph, going on to Yerchesem and Bez. Rameir's wife was Beruya. Yeah, she's a tough lady. You know, she was once in the yeshiva, and she saw a guy sitting there learning, like most people do, and just like, you know, reading the, uh, the text in their mind. He wasn't enunciating the words. So she went and she kicked him. She kicked him in the shin. So what are you doing? You're going to forget all your learning. If you learn and you don't say the words, you forget everything. Shenemar, arucha bachal ushimura. If you say the Torah with your whole being, the Marshal says, what do you mean to say with your whole being? The Marshal says, that when you say words of Torah, it creates vibrations, and it's like your whole body is learning. But if you're just silent, so then it's just your mind is learning. So, Arucha Bakoil Ushmur. So, Rav Meir's wife had a sister. She was taken to a base Zoinois. So she said to her husband, it's very embarrassing for me that my sister is in a place of ill repute. 
go, so Ramesh is like, oh, what do you want from Mila? What am I supposed to do about it? I'm a rabbi, you know, like, she said, go get her. That probably was not pleasant for a mayor. <laughs> so he uh, went into the Beis and she, he wanted to check if she's still Tahar, if she's still a uh, kosher lady. So he figures he'll give her a test. The Gemara says, uh, amazingly, he made an advance to her. He said, Shimuli, you know. And she said, no, um, it's not a good time. Not re- later, you know, she pushed him off. And then she said, there are, there are more beautiful ones than, than I. So the mayor figured, okay, she must pull the stunt with everybody. She's Tahar, and he's going to save her. So he goes to the warden, and he bribes the warden. And the warden says, yeah, but I'm afraid of the Malchus. So Rameir says, okay, here is low battery. 10% battery remaining. Good? Okay, so anyway... <clears throat> so Rameir says, don't worry. You have nothing to be afraid of. Rameir gave, uh, gave over the following uh, few word, Tefillah, Elaka, Demeir, Aneni. Just say the God of Mayor will answer me. So uh, the warden said, how do I know this Tefillah works? So Rameir says, watch, there's this uh, dog that used to eat people, and uh, Rameir incited the dog. The dog uh, made an attack on Rameir. Rameir said, I'll call the mayor Anini. The dog was, you know, the dog was uh, um, disappeared, and uh, the warden was convinced that I'll call the mayor Anini works, and uh, the story goes happily ever after. They put a sign, sort of, not really. <laughs> they basically put a sign on the gateway of Rome. Anyone who sees Rameir, he's a wanted man. So Rameir had to pull a stunt, which is not for a general audience, basically, and uh, I don't want anybody to get nervous that this rabbi from America said all the details of the story. So basically, go learn the rest of the story yourself, and, um, and once with that introduction, I'm sure everybody will. So that's the story. Rameir saved his sister-in-law with the famous tefillah, Elaka de Meir Anini. So the Marsha famously has the following question. How are we doing? All electric equipment working or? What? Not yet. Yerchesam and Aleph going on to Yerchesam and Beis. Avaydazar. Actually, I'm going to tell you one part of the detail. This stunt Rameir had to play, which is not for a general audience, the other character was actually Eliyahu Hanavi dressed up. So we got him in one more time as um, an individual of ill repute. Sounds good. That's a nice way to say it. <laughs> okay. How are we doing? Okay. So the Marsha has the following question. We know the Rav does not associate his name with any tzaddikim b'chayihem. We know that so long as somebody is alive, Rav will not associate with them. Shenemar elaykei Avraham upachad Yitzchak. God does not make association with, with the righteous while they're alive, because so long as a person is alive and breathing, they could always go off the straight and the narrow. So how could Rameir say, Rameir is still alive. God is not the God of Meir. Once Avraham passes on, Yitzhak passes on, Yaakov passes on, so we could say, like Avraham, like Yitzhak, like Yaakov. But how could we say, That's the question of the Marsha. The Marshal gives a famous answer in the second answer. 
Want some super snacks? Pizza wheels? Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. So the Marsha says, Rav Meir was not referring to himself when he, when he said, Elokah de Meir Anini. Rav Meir was saying, Elokah, the God who illuminated the life of the Jewish people in the times of Hanukkah, Yanini, he should answer me. In other words, he didn't mean himself at all. Elokah, the God who illuminated the life of Klal Yisrael in the time of Hanukkah, he should answer us. Very difficult Marsha. That means every time Rav Meir offered this tefillah, he was invoking the miracle of Hanukkah. Why would Rav Meir specifically invoke the miracle of Hanukkah? I mean, that's the only miracle God ever performed for the Jewish people? What about Purim? What about Pesach? 10% battery, 8% battery remaining. Um, there are many mir- miracles that the Rebbein performed for Klai Yisrael. Why is Rav Meir always invoking the miracle of Hanukkah. He could have mentioned, Why is Rav Meir always invoking the miracle of Hanukkah? And furthermore, we don't find any other Tana offering this tefillah. We don't find Ran Gamliel saying, or Rav Tarfain, or Rav Yeshua. What is Rav Meir's specific connection with the Yomtif of Hanukkah. So I want to share with you a very uh, amazing diuk in uh, the Alanisim Tefillah. Uh, something that we should all pick up on. <clears throat> and this will really, I think, open up for us a new understanding of the Yomtif of Hanukkah. In the beginning of Alanisim, by the way, you want some super snacks? I said that. <laughs> okay, good? Okay. We'll deal with that. In the beginning of Alanisim, we recount the story. By the way, who wrote the Alanisim tefillah? The Rishonim say Alanisim was written by none other than Yochanan Kain Gadol himself. There are 124 words in Alanisim, the Gematria Yochanan. Says, say the Rishonim, others, that's what the Kalboi writes. Rekeach says there are 125 words in Alanisim. Yochanan's Gematria 124. Mibnei he wrote a tefillah with one more word than the Gematria of his name. So this was written by early authorities. And it says, Kesha'omda Malchus Yavan Al Amcha Yisrael. So Klai Yisrael is referred to Amcha Yisrael. Ula Amcha Yisrael Asisa Tshua Gedoyla Kemazah. And then at the end of Alanisim we say, V'yachar kein ba'u banecha. All of a sudden, Klai Yisrael get a promotion. In the beginning, the Yavanim stand up against Amcha Yisrael. God is trying to help Amcha Yisrael. But when Klai Yisrael come back into the Heicha, V'yachar kein ba'u banecha. Why all of a sudden is it achakach ba'u banecha? What's the emphasis on banecha? share with you a very important question of the Chidah. The Chidah is found in Rosh David and Parshas Miketz. What exactly was the Gzeira of the Yuvanim? So the, 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 the uh, Medrash Rabbah says that the four Golosim are alluded to in the beginning of the Chumash. V'aretz hoisa soihu, that's Malchus Bavel. Shenemar, 
right on the horn of an ox. Right, we're all familiar with that. That was the decree of the Yavanim. We had a right on the horn of an ox. That's basically put a bumper sticker on your car. That was the decree. So every, every ox had on the back of it on the horn, Ein lachem chelek beloike Yisrael. So Chida asks, that, that's not the decree. That, that's the decree. I thought the Medrash says they were mavatel three mitzvahs. Chodesh, Mila, Shabbos. V'chimesh es Eretz Mitzrayim. Chodesh, Mila, Shabbos. So make up your mind. Was it, they were goizer, Ein lachem chelek beloike Yisrael, or were they mavatel Chodesh, Mila, Shabbos? So the Chida says the following approach. Chidah says that, why were the Yivanim after Chodesh, Mila, and Shabbos? What's the common denominator of Chodesh, Mila, and Shabbos? So he says, Chodesh, Mila, and Shabbos established the fact that we are the children of HaKadosh Baruch. We know what's the halacha if a Gentile wants to keep the Shabbos. Goy, Shabbos, Chayiv Misa. Why? Because since we banish them, rest on Shabbos. So Shabbos is the scepter of the king. If a mere regular citizen picks up the scepter of the king, they're Chayiv Misa. So if uh, a Gentile observes Shabbos, they're Chayiv Misa. But Klal Yisrael are allowed to keep the Shabbos because we're Banim Lamakayim. So if the king's child picks up his scepter, so the king is going to be very proud that his child is uh, holding on to his scepter. So Shabbos demonstrates we're Banim Lamakayim. How about Rosh Chodesh? What if you have an uh, unknowledgeable Bezdin, and they basically, they don't have their act together, they don't know the halachas, and they proclaim some random day Rosh Chodesh, and they're completely off. It's Rosh Chodesh, whenever they say, Atem, 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 Atem afilu shoigigim, afilu mazidim, afilu mutayim. Even if they intentionally pronounce the wrong day Rosh Chodesh, even if they're in error, Rosh Chodesh is Rosh Chodesh, whenever the Bezdin says, what does that show our relationship is with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Says the Chida, only a child could abuse the law of the parent, and the parent will go along with it. Rosh Chodesh teaches us that we're always considered the children of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. By the way, there's a, a similar drasha. Bonim Atem Lashem Aleikechem. Atem Afilu Shoigigim, Afilu Mezidim, Afilu Mutayim. And then Mila, Mila the Zayar says, somebody who has the Oispris Chodesh, it's a sign they're a bent HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So the Yivanim, they wanted to be Mavato from Klai so the three mitzvahs that demonstrate were Banim. So the Gezeira was, they said, Ein lochem chelek beleke Yisrael. Question, what in the world does it mean we're Banim Lamakai? What's a father? Father is someone who contributes to the genetic code, to the DNA of the child. How could we say the Rivan Shem is our father? In what way is he our father? He's actually our father? He created us. If you make a table, you're not the table's father. So, Hashem created us. How is He our father? So the Chida's great-grandfather, the Chesed Li Avram, Avram Azulai, he writes, that the Neshama is a chelek Hashem, is a piece of the Divine. The genetic code of the Neshama is literally a piece of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shenemar ki chelek Hashem amoy. So yes, Rivan Shem's our father because our spiritual makeup is a piece of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Where do we learn that from? Ki chelak Hashem Amoy. So when the Yavanim said Ein lochem chelak 
Yisrael, you're not a piece of Hashem. What they were getting at is, you're not Banim Lamakim. And how are we going to demonstrate you're not Banim Lamakim? We're going to be Mavatel, Chodesh Milan Shabbos. So it's not two different Gezeros, it's one Gezera. The Gezerah is, you're not the children of Hashem. Ein lochem chelak. Advertise that, that you're not the children of Hashem. How are we going to go about doing that? We're going to be mavatel choydesh milan Shabbos. So that's how the two Gezerahs are reconciled, says Echida. Imkain, the miracle of Hanukkah, reinstates and reestablishes that in fact our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu is that we are Banam Lamakai. So therefore, even though in the beginning of Alanisim it's Ula Amcha Yisrael Asisa Chua Gadoila, Kishaamda Machus Yom Narshal Amcha Yisrael. But by the time Klal Yisrael goes back into the Heichal and they see the Shechina rests in Klal Yisrael, and they see Yesh Lanu Chelek Beloike Yisrael, so it's Viacha Kain Bohu Banecha. By the way, the Rambam writes, the Iker Alanisim on Chanukah is the end of Viachar Kach Rohu Banecha. Because that was the miracle. The miracle is that we were in, reinstated as Banam Lamakim. That Yesh Lanu Chelek Belake Yisrael. So, in other words, the miracle of Chanukah is reinstating Chaydesh Milan Shabbos, demonstrating Bein Kachu, Bein Kach Nekram Banim. Now, what is our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu? What are we to him? It's a big machlekes. This is the best machlekes ever. Rabbi Huda has mamish ga'inus, and I w- wish you could, we could borrow this. So you're in, you're in a store, you went shopping, and you made the biggest mistake of your life. You brought your kids with you to the store. And surprisingly, they're not behaving. So somebody says, who, who are these kids? So wouldn't it be convenient to say, I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure. Somebody, some lady I know asked me to watch them. How do you know the lady? I happen to be married to her. She asked me to watch the kids. Are you related to them? No, no. They're my avadim. They're my avadim. I'm not related to them. It says Rabbi Huda, it's Kavaldik. The Rebbe Shalom says that when we don't follow the mitzvahs, we're not connected to him. We're not his children. We're his avadim. Wouldn't that be a great thing to have in your back pocket? Oh, when, we, when, when we're following the mitzvahs, when we observe the mitzvahs, we're his children. That is Shitas Rabbi Huda. By the way, the Balaturim says, a remez to Rabbi Hudas, right before in Re'eh, it says, it says, Ve'asisa hayashar ve'hatoiv be'enei Hashem alekecha, then banim atem l'Hashem alekecha. When you do what's right, then you're banim. It's a riot to Rabbi Huda. When you're ve'asisa hayashar ve'hatoiv, banim atem l'Hashem alekecha. And Rameir goes out on a limb. Rameir says, no, no, our relationship with Hashem is like our relationship with real children. Biological children, they're your children, they're your, no, no matter how they act. Our relationship with Hashem is no matter how we act, afilu shoygagin, afilu mezidin, afilu mutayim, the Gemara says, even if we're foolish, even if we have no emuna, even if we're mashchisim, even if we're oivet avodazara, we're His children, and not only that, we're called His good children, b'nei kelchai. Now, how do we paskin? Do we paskin like Rameir, or do we paskin like Rabbi Huda? Usually, there's a rule in Shas, in Erevin, that... The rabbis knew there was nobody ever like Rabbi Meir was the most brilliant Tan who ever lived. The problem is, nobody knew what the man was talking about. They couldn't figure him out. He's too deep for them. So we don't pass them like him. 
Never in Shas do we pass like Rameir. Without any exception. Oh, oh, there's one exception. The Rajva writes in Simon Kupsadi Dalit, Simon Reishman Beis, that this is the one exception in Shas that we pass like Rameir. Why, says the Rajva? Says the Rajva, because Rameir cites four psukim to support his view. Rameir cites the Pasuk, Banim Mashzera Mareim, Banim Mashchisim, Banim Loi Eimon Bam. B'nei Kel Chai Rameir cites four psukim to support his view, and therefore Kroi Kadayik Kivasayu, and we pass him like Rameir. The Emes Liyakov, Rav Shaltiel Nino, um, Rav Yaakov Shaltiel Nino says another reason we pass him like Rameir is because the Brisa is discussing Shitas Rameir. That Rameir says, even if we're Mashchisim, and even if we're Loi Eimon Bam, and even. And the fact that the Gemara Shak Alvatari Dafga in Rav Meir and now Rav Yehuda Zariah we passing like Rav Meir. Rav Yehuda Maimon writes that usually Rav Meir is listed as a Tanakama, and then come the other Tana. In this instance, it's Rav Yehuda and then Rav Meir. Why? Well, to indicate Rav Meir has the last word that we passing like Rav Meir. The Emes Leakov says one of the most astounding, amazing things. He says, you know why you pass like Rameir? Because why don't we usually pass like Rameir? Because nobody knows what he's talking about. It's too deep. But that's when it's relevant to us. That's when it's an issue of what to do down here in this world. But how the Rebunisham reckons us, reckons is a big English word I learned, right? In America, nobody even knows what that means. But how the Rebunisham reckons us, that's up to him. And the Rebbe Hashem definitely is Yoyred L'Soif Daiter Shrameir. The Rebbe Hashem definitely understands what Rameir means. And therefore, when it comes to Machloikis regarding the Rebbe Hashem, we pass him like Rameir because the Rebbe Hashem is Yoyred L'Soif Daiter Shrameir. Now, the Satmar Rebbe, without quoting this Emes Yaakov, says this is the Pshat, Im Kibanim, Im Ka'avadim. Im Kibanim, Rachameinu, Krachim Avabanim. He asks, what do you mean im kabadim im kabadim? What do you mean if? We paskin like somebody. So what you, what, what's the shayla? And im kabadim So he says, this is the whole shakravataria is in this tefillah. Im kibanim, if we act like children, then even Rabbi Huda is moida. Rachamenu karachim ababanim. Vim kabadim, and if we're naughty boys, so Rabbi Huda would say we're not banim. So we say, Rebunisham, okay. But Rameir says, we're still like Banim. And Eneinu l'cha teluyais to be yoyred l'saif daitoy shorameir to paskin that even though we don't understand Rameir, but you understand him. Atsha techaneinu v'saitzi karmashvateinu ayam kanesh. Now, the light of Hanukkah, the yamtif of Hanukkah, is the miracle of Rebunisham declaring to the world that we are always the children of Hashem. You can't be Mavatal Chodesh. You can't be Mavatal Mila. You can't be Mavatal Shabbos. Because Yesh Lanu Chelek Belekei Yisrael. So which Tana is just completely enraptured and connected to the Yom Tov of Hanukkah? That the light of Hanukkah is really, it's the light of his soul. It's his whole world view. Rav Meir's Shita of Ben Kach, Ben Kach, Nekron, Banim, which Yom Tif established that Worldview for all time that no matter what we could be, you know, in times of Hanukkah we reached a very all-time low. By the way, some of Farshim learn that the whole the whole idea that they couldn't find any oil. You believe that story? 
there they, that's the yomtif. They were they contaminated all the oil, and except for one little jug of oil, and they found that jug and they lit it for eight days. Since when do we make a miracle? Since when do we make a yomtif when a miracle happens? Make a yomtif because they found a jug of oil. The whole thing's a mashal. The majority of Kali Yisrael intermarried. They were misyavnim, they Hellenized. They left the fold. They went off the derach. And we don't talk about it because it's a downright embarrassing to us. There was one little flask of oil, meaning one little small chevra of yidin that remained steadfast to Judaism and adhered to the traditions of Kali Yisrael. And it was enough only to keep Kali Yisrael going for a very short amount of time. But they made the effort, and through the efforts of the Chashmonam, they were able to regenerate Kali Yisrael and Netzach Netzachim, says the Hadrash V'ha'iyan. And there's a lot of uh, basis to this idea that that's really what Hanukkah is about. So Hanukkah demonstrates the Shita Rameir, Ben Kachu, Ben Kach Bonim. So is there any wonder why Rameir always invoked the light of Hanukkah? Elokah, the mayor Einenu, in the times of Hanukkah. Why did Rameir love Hanukkah so much? Because that miracle demonstrated his worldview, his Shita, his conviction that no matter what, we are always the children of Hashem. So on whatever happened, Rameir said... Elokad de Meir Anini, Elokad de Meir Anini. Rameir always tapped in to that koyach of ben kach of ben kach ngrambam. We could say as follows: You know, somebody loses their car keys. So what do you do? Elokad de Meir Anini. Why is what's Rameir got to do with your car keys? You you were shlemazel. You don't know where you put your car keys. So now Rameir has to suffer in Gan Eden. Hey Rameir, you know, help me find my car keys. You can't find your toothbrush. So, so put it somewhere where you're going to find it. What are you bu- bugging Rameir for? What does Rameir got to do with it? It's interesting. We know that the physical world parallels the spiritual world. Now, can, some, can someone be lost in the spiritual world? And Rabbi Yehuda, you can be very lost. Because you don't, if you don't keep the mitzvahs, you're not even connected to HaKadosh Baruch anymore. You're, you're down for the count. But in Rav world, no one's ever lost. Because no matter what, ben kach, ben kach, So if in Rav world, nobody's lost in the spiritual world, then neither is your toothbrush or your car keys. Nothing is ever lost. There's always another chance in the world of Rav When's Rav Meir's yard site? The day of a second chance, Pesach Sheni. Because in the world of Rav there's always a Pesach Sheni. There's always another opportunity. You're never out of the loop. There's always another opportunity. He could always come back. Now, <clears throat> in the end of days, God's going to want to bring Mashiach. The thing is, like, for who? For, for, are we ever going to deserve it? So Hashem's going to bring Mashiach, and the Goyim are going to say, for these guys, but they did A, they did B. So what's the answer going to be? The answer at the end of the day is going to be, I'm redeeming them because they're my children. So the Goyim are going to come and say, well, wait a second, we're the Muchsuk on Kal Yisrael. There's a halach in Chayshin Mishpat. If you're the Muchsuk, you could say Kimli, that I'm not, the Goyim could say, we're not letting the Jews be redeemed. We hold like Rabbi Huda, that when they don't do the mitzvahs, they're your Avadim God. So what are the Jews going to say? No, we hold like Rameir, the Chuvah Sarajba. But the Goyim are the Muchsuk. Says the Emes Liyakov, however, there's a rule. It's a very important rule. That in the location of the Marada Asra, we follow the halachas of the Marada Asra. In the place of Rav, oh, I daven nusuch svarad, I'm a haimish guy, I don't care what you do, I don't care what your father does. You follow the Rav in the shul that you daven. 
don't pull your shtick. Whoa, if my father didn't. When your father's a rabbi and you daven your father's shul, you could do whatever your father wants. When you're in front of your rav, you follow the minhagim of the rav. It's a halacha in Chayshem Mishpat. So, you know, halacha is important to keep. Not only schoolers. Jews keep halachas. And halacha is, you must follow the rules of the Mardasr. So, here's the deal. Any other city in the world, God can't bring Mashiach. Because the guy are going to say, we're Mokhzak. And we hold like Rabbi Yehuda. But if somehow we could manage to find the city where Rav Meir is the Mardasra, that's going to be the city where the Rav Hashem is going to be able to pull out Mashiach and nobody's going to be able to say anything. So therefore, Rav Meir was buried in the city of Tiberia. And once Rav Meir is buried in the city of Tiberia, he becomes the Mardasra of the city of Tiberia. And the Rebbe Hashem Bahashkachasai orchestrated that Mashiach will be revealed in Tiberia. So the Goyim are going to say, wait a second, but the, these Yidin, you know, they're checking their phone during Chazar Sashat, it's not even davening. What in the world is that? That's not davening. It's not davening if you bring a phone into a shul. Right? You know that. Definition of tefillah is la'avdoi b'chal levavchem, to serve God with all your heart. So if you have a device which is vying for your attention, you are not even making an attempt to serve the Lord with all your heart. So the first thing you do in the morning to make sure that you are praying to God is you don't bring a cell phone into the basicness. That's as long as you want to daven. If you say, I don't need to daven, I keep 612 other mitzvahs, that's your personal prerogative. But if you would like to be mispalel, you got to leave the phone outside. So you're going to say, you know, but there's a guy over here in the back, he's looking at the phone during Chazar Sashat's, so the only thing God's going to be able to do is, He's going to say, yeah, but they're my children. They're my children. So the government said, what do you mean, passing like Rabbi Huda? So the, the Jews are going to say, yeah, but the Chuvas Harajba. The government said, Chuvas Harajba today, tomorrow. The only thing the Yavon could do is whip out Mashiach in the city of Tiveria, where Amir is the Marada Asra. And in that city, nobody could say anything. It's Kavua. La'ad oliome oilamim benkach o benkach nekraim banim. And that's what Rav Meir means in the Yushalmi, I am Mashiach. He's not personally Mashiach, he can't be Mashiach, he comes from Edom. It means his worldview, his shita, allows for the coming of Mashiach. Says the Ben Yehoyada, an amazing thing. The way Rav Meir was buried is different than anybody in history. Rav Meir was buried standing up. Why? Because his shita is oimed for Klal Yisrael forever and ever and ever. So on this great night of Matzai Shabbos, the first Matzai Shabbos of Chodesh Kislev, the Yomtev of Chanukah, Chanukah, Rabbi Mechai says, is the inauguration of the third base of Mikdash, Yavah, Bimher, Yamenu. And it's our first opportunity to mention the name Elio Anavi and to mispal for the Geula. What better way than to speak about the great Tana, Rabbi Meir Balanes, that Rabbi Chaim Falaji says about him, that there's a chiyuv never to be Mesiyach Das from the Tana Rabbi Meir Balanes. Why? I mean, you're allowed to be Mesiyach Das from any other Tana. There's no Isr Hesach Das, because you can never be Mesiyach Das of being Mitzapah for the Yeshua. And to earn the Yeshua, and to deserve the Yeshua, we have to, be, we have to rely on Shittas Rabbi Meir. Say, may we be Zoycha. Rabbi Hashem should be Nesoyerer. Al Banav, and just like in times of Hanukkah, as we too should be Zoicha to come, Lidvir Besacha, Vibiaska Al Tzedek, and Hervi Amino Amen.
You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.